All right, Joe, it's time to start the show, man. You ready? Yeah. All right, hit the music. You hit the music. You always have the button. You were in charge of the music. You live here. <laughs> You're you telling were... me you didn't bring the music. You didn't bring the music? Don't ask a question when I ask a question, son. Don't make me take you to your room and ground you for a week. Don't make me send you off to my Oh, see, that's just cold. Well, you know what? We're going to introduce ourselves to everybody since you failed. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not disappointing you. You know, when I say look at you and I think, son, proud is not the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It really comes to mind. Yeah, but see, see, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> there you go. Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who are bringing their unique blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. But that's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy. From comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, tune in to Wise and Nerdy and join in the fun. I am Charles McFall, where I got a podcasting, and this is... I'm Bob Magoo. I'm an author and podcaster as well. And? And I am Joe Ard. That's it, just Joe Ard? You do know? All <laughs> That's right. Me. And normally we have uh, Kurt on the show, and Kurt couldn't make it, uh, VO by Kurt, but we got another awesome bearded dude to fill in. So, yeah, Kurt can uh, not make it often. I'll be okay with that. Kurt is my slim alter ego. He is super slim now, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I paneled next to him at Dragon Con, and he was talking about all the weight loss, and I, I told him that I had, I had gained all the weight that he had lost. <laughs> uh, so we start out with a question of the week, and uh, this is Joe and I's first time at Chattacon. Is it, I think, you've probably been here a while, it seems like. Anybody, is this your first time at Chattacon? All right. What have you liked so far about Chattacon? So we are the favorite part of Chattacon. That is winning. We've peaked. You know, you can come whenever you feel like you got a free sticker right there just for that. Just for you. Uh, Bob, is this your first Chattacon? It is. It is my first Chattacon. Wow, we're all rookies here. Yeah. You know, it might have helped if we somehow made it to the signage outside. I don't know what happened there. It was not <laughs> us. Uh, well, uh, Joe and I, here's the thing I have noticed about Chattacon is it is very author heavy. And that's not my jam typically, but I've gone to many panels just to sit and see what's going on. Every panel, every panelist has been very engaging, very much, you know, uh, playing with the crowd, talking with each other in a way that is inclusive to everybody. So I guess as a panelist, Bob, what is, what is your favorite part of chat? Have you done four so far, four panels? This, this is, yeah, this is my fourth panel. Um, now, what, one good thing about uh, the Southeastern Convention circuit is uh, you do a couple of them and you get to where you kind of know everyone. Um, or if you don't know everyone, you know someone who knows someone. So it's so quick to make friends. And so when we're doing these panels, it, it yes, we, it, some of us are experts, some of us are just let on the panels. Um, <laughs> and uh, I would be the latter. Um, but it, it's just, bunch of folks that are friends hanging out talking about nerdy stuff and so that to me is the kind of the, the peak of it is getting to getting to engage with my author buds while also getting fun questions from the crowd that is amazing and fun 
And come on, sit down. We're, we're just starting out here. We're asking what your favorite part of Chattacon is. Joe, so far, what's been your favorite part of Chattacon? I love how easy it is to just talk to anybody. Everyone here has been super, super friendly. Um, the panelists have been amazing. There's been a, some really great discussions. I've gone to several of the author panels specifically, just like Charles was saying, because I dragged them to a couple of them. And uh, I got to say, they've, they've got me wanting to actually write a book. So <laughs> well, our, we'll, we'll our, see if I, if I still feel that way. I got specifically told not that. to write a book. <laughs> we, did. <laughs> we, did, we did tell you that. Um, oops. Um, but the cool thing is, is, not only is this con heavy with authors, um, I am a heavy author. Uh, <laughs> I know you know the rules of the show. There's a section for bad dad jokes. No, do not encourage bad behavior. Look, I, I've been I've been training for this show my whole life. I was okay. I was telling dad jokes before I was ever a dad. Here's how the show works. We have six categories, hence the dice. Chaos of the dice dictates how we talk about the categories. One of the categories is bad dad jokes. You're supposed to get one. What I actually truly hate them. Hate them with a passion. And, oh, and yeah, that's why we I love just, saying that. It's, yeah. it, <laughs> I, it is unfortunate for me because everybody owns in on the fact that I hate them. And it becomes a very long segment. Uh, is this uh, all your first panel, first time? Ever? No. no. <laughs> Chattacon. This is a good one. You, you, you're coming in at a good time. Probably. I was. had a few jokes in my head that all went. I don't know if I should tell any of those jokes. <laughs> in about 43 minutes, we'll see if well, we still agree with that. You know. You know, Charles. Earlier this week. My manager told me to have a good day. Yeah. No, no, so no, 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 no. <laughs> is, he, is your manager at Chattacon? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. So, you know, um, first con, first panel, they say once you go pod, you never go back. Just letting you know. I don't this think is, anybody says that. I say it all the time, Joe. Shut up. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all right. So we're going to go on to the next section. Who wants to roll the dice? All right, here you go. And we've six. Six. Oh, come on! <laughs> it is not six. It is, is it six? <laughs> yeah. It's Category six. six. Bad, Just take bad, bad dad jokes. jokes. <laughs> you do So once upon a time, he tried to cut this segment from our podcast. I did. And our listeners were like, no, that is not allowed. That's one of my favorite subjects. So, so with uh, the, the weather uh, was coming from South Alabama. It was really surprising to me how cold it was here. But the good thing is about weather in the South, you know, it, if it's cold today, you know, it, it'll change. And so, you know what they say, chilly today, hot tamale. <laughs> <laughs> they're gross. See, they're groaning. It's awful. It's awful. Ah, my work here is done. If you have a bad dad joke, now's your time to step up and tell your bad dad joke. Right. Step to the microphone. That's what it's there for. <laughs> but my sting is I yell at my audience. So I understand and I respect that. All Thank right. you. Thank you. So I walked into my wife's office. She works from home. And I said, you know, 
You are a savory dish. And I know that women are made with sugar and spice and everything nice, but ooh, mommy. That reminds me of my favorite pickup line, which is, um, girl, are you a cephalopod? Because you octopi my thoughts. Wow. <laughs> that, and, and, I'm, I, and I'm married, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, you are second runner-up in that marriage. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. I'm, I'm punching above my weight on that one. That's been so Joe, do you so have... Charles, you and I, we both have kids... Little boys that are going to be going through puberty soon, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to go about talking to them about that? No, Joe. No, you I... don't? Okay. Well, you know, one of the things that's going to happen to him is he's going to start growing hair. And he may not be a fan of that, but you just let him know that it'll grow on him. <laughs> See, this is why. How? Exactly. How? Why would you want these jokes? Oh, it's so good. Why? Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> my, my, this is a true story. My, at the time, she's eight-year-old daughter. She's the baby of four. And, and she got on the YouTube, and she had this joke. She thought it was the best joke ever. She goes, uh, what is yellow and can't swim? Okay. Uh, school bus ran off the bridge into the river. What is yellow and can't swim and nobody cares? A school bus of orphans. Oh. And like, that's my girl right oh. there. That's the, that's oh. the chest. Oh. All right. We're going to roll the dice. You want to roll the dice. Roll that dice. All right. Nope. Roll it again. Yeah, roll it again. We do have no repeats. We do not go back. Try a different one. Maybe yeah. All right. We got a five. Just like those orphans to their parents. We All right. don't go back. Oh. Oh. All right. Five is our commercial break, Joe. I don't think you took care of it like you're supposed to. Did you bring the commercial break? We've got stickers. All right. Yeah, we do. We have free stickers. You, you can get some of those. You know what? We're, Bob, you, you did us the honor of... of of bribing us to be on your show today. So this this episode can be brought to you by Tales by Bob. Woo! Tell us about Tales by Bob. I uh, the, the real joke here is me. Back um, to the show, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I write a, a series of books about a redneck wizard with a crippling meth addiction. So <laughs> redneck wizard <laughs> meth. Yeah. So which one of the three do you not do? Uh, well, he's skinny, so that's the... <laughs> <laughs> well, the it's the meth addiction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, his, his table is downstairs he's got these great cars sticking out it's like uh, Dresden if he took meth and yeah. I was like, oh, let's. Well, oh, yeah. okay, I do have to ask you though why, why meth specifically because uh, you're Alabama no, well, well I, they say write what you know and I'm from South Alabama we've got meth and we've got dirt roads I figured you throw a wizard in the mix you, yeah. you got a book. so Joe meth is this great thing that helps you lose weight fast and people love you you get the house clean yeah. it's, I know you're, you're a Mormon you don't understand but it's, it's a good thing for you trust no. me it's alright but you'll appreciate this why I, partly why I did meth was so I could make the pun meth, just cut that part me, partly me, why I did meth meth methgician Oh, <laughs> I, it's, 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 it's on the back of the book. Oh. So. Mm. All right, who's, 
He's going to get us out of this. Roll, roll. All right. Man, I'm three for three. And what is wrong with you people? That section is done. The, the bad dad joke section is over. Two. Two. All right. See, look. That's what I'm telling you, Joe. You roll multiple roll dice. dice. Yeah. There you go. What's two, Joe? is daddy tell me a story all right so <laughs> our t- one of our taglines is we may not be your fathers but we'll always be your daddies and uh daddy bob is going to tell us a story about alf on the shelf yeah so i am a recent uh step parent uh i you know I, how recent um well we got married in april but i have, okay, I, yeah, I, have I have been in uh my kiddo's life uh for a little over four years now and this is literally my first experience with children and um, it's it's very much been a learning process, and so she is um, she is soon to be uh, thirteen, and uh, she has never believed in Santa, but bizarrely, she one hundred percent believes in the Elf on the Shelf, and my my wife was never partaken in that, but me is like I'm coming on the scene, this is my chance, I'm doing it. I've never had to do Elf on the Shelf, I am doing it. And year one went great and then year two comes along and I I would always leave her letters from the elf and I forgot how the elf spelled his name his name was Candy Cane I I was like ELF I mean no no no, you're a writer buddy his name was Candy Cane and a year passed I was like did I spell that with a C or with a K and I couldn't remember so I spelled it with a K well I write a lot of horror so when the kiddo gets this first letter it's like huh this kid who cannot remember what you asked her to do 30 seconds ago <laughs> has a picture perfect memory of what the name was a year ago. And she's like, Oh, it's strange. He spelled his name differently. I wonder if it's the same elf. And she never thought about it again. Please, please tell me that it, it's the elf's secret evil brother, twin brother or something. We are the same person. Cause that, cause I'm a horror writer. I was like, okay, okay. No, we can, we can run with this. What if, Candy Cane was kidnapped, and this is his evil twin. And so I kind of steer into that. I start dropping subtle hints in the letters. Like, I sign them, always watching. And, <laughs> and like, and like I'm, the, the letters, like, you know, you could, read, you could read them one way, you could read them another. And so when I did it in year one, I, I hid the elf in her bedroom one time, and she went and got tongs and took him out and set him on the tree and said, Candy Cane, I don't want you in my room. Please don't go into my room. Oh, and because no. he was a good elf, he yeah, didn't she, do you're it. You're not supposed to touch the elf, right? right? she can't touch the elf, so she moved the tongs. So Okay, your kid needs to be in the STEM. She, she's oh, brilliant. No, she, no she's in the, ma- the yeah. magnet program. Yeah, she's, okay. No, yeah. she's, oh, God. Um, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm in so much, so much trouble. Um, and so, but, so, year two. Well, I put the elf someplace she didn't want it. She went and got the tongs, put him back on the tree, and said, hey, candy cane, please don't please don't go there and uh well yeah candy cane would listen but this isn't candy cane (laughs) and so i put the elf right back and so that night my wife comes into our our bedroom after uh uh tucking the kiddo in and she says i don't know what you did but (laughs) she was she was in tears saying that she's scared of the elf and she wants the elf out of the house and so we, I had to frantically, our printer was not hooked up. I had to go frantically, because I, I would make these letters at work. 
because uh, I could use a handwriting font and print them out. And so she, because none of us wrote the letter. So I had to go hook the printer up, frantically write a new letter explaining that Candy Cane had broke free from prison and the evil Candy Cane was back at the North Pole <laughs> while my wife is frantically trying to make a uh, hope you feel better igloo out of marshmallows that you can wake up to. How old and, was she at the time? Uh, 12, 11 going on 12. Very impressionable age yeah. there, Bob. Yeah, but in my head, she loves like Five Nights at Freddy's. She really likes horror, like kid-appropriate horror. And so I thought I was in safe, in like, safe space. No, 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 no. No, no, once you make them cry, you Yeah, no, 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 no. So uh, we, we, we dialed it back. Candy cane broke free. And all and you know all was restored to, to justice in the in the realm. <laughs> I grew up watching Disney stuff, and I thought it was the evil stepmother that was the true villain. But uh, was, you are me. you showed me something different. <laughs> yeah, here. no. And it, there's so many things that have just been a, a change for me. Uh, the first time I went to go pick her up from school uh, by myself, uh, uh, my wife had told me, "Hey, they're doing construction on the front of the school. You just gotta." Uh, go you go around to the back of it. So imagine me in a black hoodie, looking like the Unabomber, going along the fence line, saying, hey, where are the kids at? <laughs> and luckily a teacher caught me and showed me where to go instead of a cop. But when I, when I went to go actually sign her out, they were like, oh, they had never seen me before. And uh, they, they were like, oh, so are, are, you her, are you her uncle? And in my head, what I was gonna say was no, I am her mom's boyfriend, but what came out was, no, I'm her boyfriend. <laughs> Every adult head within a quarter mile whipped towards me. I heard the sirens. I could feel the jail pressing down upon me, and I just start frantically shrieking, her mom's boyfriend, her mom's boyfriend. Wow. So needless to say, the after-school pickup remembers me. <laughs> So we give parenting advice. It's not always good parenting advice here. Sometimes it's be the bad example. Um, that, that's, that's my parenting style advice. Just don't do what I do. Joe, what, what have you done with your kids like the Elf on the Shelf that has backfired? Uh, I don't know about backfired, but uh, I, I often tell them uh, whenever they're misbehaving around Christmas time, I'm going to send an email to, to Santa. And uh, half the time they're like, but is Santa real? I'm like, well, if you don't believe in Santa, I'll make sure he knows that, and you won't get any presents from Santa. Like, Santa's real. Santa's real. Gaslighting. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I, 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 with, with my firstborn, I have four. With my firstborn, I was. I don't want to teach him that I lie. I don't want to. You know, I know it's an innocent. But I don't. I just want them to always tell me the truth. So I, I taught him that Santa wasn't real. Uh, spoiler alert for the adults in the room. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's the real. And, and, well, okay. And, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. You yeah. take it with a grain of salt. I mean, you believe what you want to believe. But I, I taught him that, and then, of course, he, he went to public school for like his first grade, second grade year, and, and they were trying to teach us like, no, nah, it's not a thing. So my wife's very mad at me, right? As as me parents do. So the next three kids, I said, yeah, Santa's real. But I killed him because I was tired of him breaking into my house and taking my stuff. Yeah, it's my cookies, it's my milk. Yeah, my wife went back and let me talk about the other thing. So, um, still call her my first wife after 23 years of marriage, but we're, we're all right. We made it through. My, my dad always told me that during the off-season, Santa went penguin hunting to make jerky yeah. for the elves. And that bad kids got penguin guts in their stockings. <laughs> yeah, so, so I became a horror author. 
yeah. Now, here's what I don't understand, because we just, uh, as of this recording, it's just a few weeks after Christmas, right? And you know, on TikTok, I'm still seeing videos of parents messing with their kids, like wrapping just avocados. Not because they like it. I mean, again, if you give your kid an avocado because they want an avocado, great. But, you know, they're mad. And this one is stuck in my brain. This kid, he's like five years old. He unwraps it, opens the box, and it's literally a lump of coal. And he's crying, and the parents are chasing, like, what's wrong, what's wrong? I was like, why would you do that to your kid? My, my, oh, somebody's pay you. You pay people to torture your kids? Is that no, your? The internet. The internet. <laughs> so for the podcast, she, she did a money symbol with her hand. I'm like, yeah. oh, is that what you do for a living? You just go around torturing kids for money? That, that sounds like awesome. I would pay you. I would pay you. I would buy that service. It sounds a bit like those parents that uh, will wrap the dummy gifts, and when their parents are misbehaving, they'll uh, pick up the gift the and fire. either destroy it or toss it to the fire or whatever. I am. I would. I would. I would have a come apart. If I was a kid, I'd have a other come apart. <laughs> what are some of your worst uh, stories at Christmas from your parents? If you feel untraumatized, I mean, free therapy. Consider it free therapy <laughs> to come share. Come on, step yeah. up. All right. So, for parenting, I used to sing my kids a very inappropriate lullaby. It has a really lovely rhythm. So they were babies, so you just hold them and you're like, you know, and you go through the song. Yeah, yeah. Then the oldest was old enough to be able to repeat the lyrics to the second one, and I went, well, we're changing shit up. <laughs> but that all goes back to my parents being lovely, wonderful people that would sing to their kids. And my mother loved to sing this song, which don't remember exactly how it goes, but it effectively is, it's in Spanish, and she's saying that, please hide, because the devil is coming for you. <laughs> and uh, uh, don't be bad, because he sees you. Wow. And it's just repeating, and it's constantly repetition. Right. He will verify. Yeah, it's a <laughs> my favorite genre is horror. Uh, I, they, want to know I, I want to know what the lyrics what the to this. Was. Yeah, thank you. I don't remember the name of the, the song you, you sang. Oh, oh, Stephen Lynch's The Lullaby Song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I know, I know. Little girl, sweet, sweet yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to do it because I, you know, I don't want you guys to strike. But like, no, we're good. It, we're good. It is. Uh, yeah, I used to sing that. It's got a really good rhythm. It does. It's really lovely. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's. Mark Gunn. Mark Gunn, Irish and Music Celtic, mm-hmm. uh, Irish and Celtic Music Podcast. He does the closing panel at DragonCon for a digital media track every year. He has one. That's a lullaby to his daughter. So he has, actually has him come and sing with him now. That is about very cute and sweet. And it's got the harpsichord and he's doing his thing. And, and it's all about go to sleep so the monsters won't eat you. Don't get out of bed. It's, it's, it's so great. Mm. So great. Mm-hmm. My, my favorite part of that is when he sings, you used to have a sister. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> right. And I, my kids one time were, my, my oldest was very upset because, you know, some kid at school told them, oh, monster in my bed, monster in my bed. So my kid, of course, impressionable, was like, oh, I, I'm worried about monsters. So I took my five-year-old, or four going on five-year-old, and I said, honey, there are monsters under your bed. <laughs> there are 100% monsters under your bed and in your closet and stuff. But I own every monster. I am the king go. of all monsters. <laughs> yeah. 
Just tell them to shut the hell up <laughs> and leave you alone because you have to sleep. You have school in the morning. Ah, so she yeah. would, occasionally I would hear her go, leave me alone. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I have ah. sleep. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm about to be that like, is good parenting. Yeah. That really is. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to lie. I'm trying to do the whole like, oh, no. Yeah. Let's look. Now, they're all mine. You're fine. It's, it's oh, fine. Some, it's almost the major pain routes. <laughs> well, if there were monsters in the closet, they're dead now. Yeah. <laughs> When my kid was one, uh, my good friend who uh, loves the greatest Christmas movie in the world, Die Hard, got me yes. Die Hard Christmas, which uh, the children's book, by the way. Yeah, uh, I have it. It's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. So my kid knows it by, by rote at this point. Unfortunately, uh, every school teacher in America does not like this story. <laughs> and when she was asked for Christmas this year, she's seven now, to bring a book to school, we didn't realize that she had chosen Die Hard Christmas and was reading in it, you know, <laughs> questioning Mr. Takagi, I'm going to count to three, there will not be a four, give me the keys to open the vault door. It <laughs> describes how, you know, Takagi is, is yeah. bloodied his suit and stuff like that. And yeah, we got one of those, uh, those parental calls right around <laughs> noon. Uh, yeah, can, can, can Mr. Holden come in? We need, we, we need to discuss something with him. So, so we, have, we have two sections of fans. We call them the, the Council of Dads and the Kiddos. And up here at the Council of Dads, I think we, as a council, approve good parenting with that, that story. There. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I, my biggest accomplishment to date is that I haven't oh, yeah. been the root cause of one of those phone calls yet. <laughs> oh, I, I, I beg for it. I love oh. going in and having somebody try to tell me what I'm doing wrong. And <laughs> True story, we'll go on to the next section here in a second. I uh, got called in. My son was struggling in school. He's at public school, fifth grade. And I'm good at math. And I'm definitely good at fifth grade math. And I'm trying to help him with his homework. I'm like, when are they showing you what you did wrong? And he's telling me so we had a council, a teacher's meeting, because he wasn't doing his classes. Go in, we're in the math room, bunch of teachers there. And this math teacher is basically trying to tell me how she's right and I'm wrong constantly. And as I'm always scanning in the room, I look at the board, and I see a math problem that's 100% wrong on the board. I said, who, who wrote that up there? She goes, I did. It's like, hold on a second. I went up and I changed it, and I fixed it. It's like, tell me again how I'm wrong. The other teachers got out of the room pretty quick. So <laughs> I, I encourage these schools to call me. They don't. So, all right, let's give somebody a chance to roll the dice. Who wants to roll? Oh. That's why we got two. Nice, soft, gentle, and I still can't read it. Two again. Two again. We got to do it again. We got to get it. Come on, Joe, get up the table. Go get it. Joe, how are you going to make the guests do all the work? You already ride my coattails. Why are you riding theirs? Savagery. We got a four. And a four. Oh, okay. We, had oh, we did five. All right. All right, four. And that is. What do you think about? All right. So, what do you think about is a topic like what are your thoughts? What do you consider? What do you consider an age-appropriate kiddo to go to a con? And Bob, you're kind of in that realm yeah, right now. This, and I've actually been, this, the past uh, four months or so has been my first experience taking our kiddo to cons. And I, I tested the water with a, a vendor con that was in Birmingham, uh, Alabama Comic Con. And she was uh, overwhelmed in the best way possible. Like, she... She had her, you know, she had her allowance money saved up, and she she had been told you can spend forty dollars here, mm. and 
you know, they call it. She got a slice of pizza. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) So they call it the paralysis of choice. She could not decide what to buy. She almost had to come apart about it. And I had to do a couple panels and uh, I told her, hey, kiddo, I'm sorry. You know, uh, uh, my wife couldn't come. So I was like, kiddo, I'm sorry. You're going to have to sit in these panels. You're going to be bored. But why don't you take this time and think about all the stuff that you saw and think about what and that you really want. And then when we're done these panels, we'll go, we'll go buy it. And that, that actually worked out. Um, but that was a pretty good experience. And so um, I took her to our first, her first weekend long con, and it was a conjuration in Atlanta. And that is a, it is a very kid friendly convention. Um, they, it, because it's a Harry Potter convention, it's kind of geared to a younger crowd. And I thought, having done it before, I was like, if I want to take her to one, she likes Harry Potter, this has kid-friendly content, this is going to be our our easiest step in. Um, And it it was actually, my wife is a saint, because I was selling books and doing panels, so my wife was really riding herd. Um, And it was just an absolutely amazing experience. It was so great to see how she just really got into it. Uh, and she, she did her first cosplay. She did uh, Mabel from Gravity Falls. Nice. Um, and uh, so it was just a really great experience. Uh, that said, there, she's older, but there's there, most cons I probably still wouldn't take her to because a lot of cons are really more geared for adults. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the point where, like, a, like Chattacon, if she was... 14, I would just let her roam the halls. Yeah. You know, like yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. like, don't leave the hotel. So I'm looking forward to that point where we can start taking her cons and she can kind of go entertain herself so my wife can have fun um, and enjoy the things she wants to enjoy, which is the vendor hall. Um, and then I can be doing, doing yeah. my stuff. Um, and we told her that the moment she turns 30, we'll take her to Dragon Con. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but it, you know, it's, it's been really great. But, uh, I, I have friends. Uh, the first, my, my first two people in my close friend group have have kids of their own now. There's a four-year-old and a almost two-year-old, and the cons are not anywhere near on their their radar at this point because yeah. um, they know the kids won't enjoy it. They can't turn loose enough. Um, so because we're we're still young enough that we want to go to cons and get drunk. So <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joe? What do you what are your thoughts? Oh man, so. For the past, what, six years I've been going to DragonCon with you Something now? Something like that, yeah. Um, and then this is my first year at Chattacon, and as a teenager I went to Gen Con. That's all of my con experience. And my kids have asked me uh, for the past four years, when can we go to, to DragonCon with you? When can we go to DragonCon with you? And I'm like, yeah, not till you're at least 16. Interesting, and so, okay. So yeah, they've been, they, they even, as I was coming to this, they were like, so, uh, just five more years, and then I get to go to DragonCon with you, right? I'm like, yeah. and, sure. And I'll say for me, it's not a content concern with DragonCon because they have a kids oh, track. Oh yeah, they have a huge. They, kids they have track, a huge yeah. kids track. It is that is my like fun weekend that I like. That's the weekend I kind of like look forward to that, and I want to be able to just be in the moment and not have yeah. to to worry because um, there's a lot of people, and I would worry. You know, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable letting her just turn loose there um and i'm again i'm not worried about like the content it's just i want that to be a stress-free weekend for me and i'm very selfish at this point the enormity of it right (laughs) it it is a stress uh before i started uh doing the digital media track 
uh, I brought my oldest daughter was I think 10 and I knew how to steer it around but I had the time to be with her so I could take her and, and see her favorite actors or find yeah. some panels and those kind of things my youngest kid that I took was my middle son he's he was 10 9 or 10 at the time but it was Atlanta Comic Con so much like this a smaller hotel smaller area easier to keep track of and if I said hey I'm gonna leave you in the gaming room. You stay in the gaming room. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can go around the corner and the bathroom's across the hall. You can go to the bathroom and go back. If I don't find you in the bathroom, I don't find you in the gaming hall, there's gonna be problems. Mm-hmm. And it worked out okay. But my youngest daughter, because last year is the first time my wife came to, with me to Dragon Con. And I do adult a lot there. I have to run the track and make sure right. things are going. Yeah. And my youngest is 10. And she's in a growth spurt. Her thing is when she gets tired, her legs hurt. And my legs hurt just from walking to Dragon Con. So I was like, there's just no way. There's, it's so busy. There's, I can't do it. Uh, but I wouldn't bring my youngest to this one for content. There's nothing here that they'd be interested in. And that's the other thing for me that kind of judges it. Now, my son, as he's approaching 13 now, stay away from Dragon Con. I love the rules. If you've not read the rules on this badge, they are so well done. It is such a good way to do it. It says no costume is no costume. Like, yeah, Dragon Con doesn't have that rule. Yeah. Um, well, they technically have that rule. Yeah, yeah. technically. I mean, you're, it's not flaunt, it's not uh, hedonism three or anything. Right. But, rule, rule eleven uh, is my favorite on here. Yeah. The things you hear at a con. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely say if I was not, you know, this is not my job, but my intention is one day this will be my my job. Yes. Um, and so I, these conventions, I spend, if I'm not at my booth selling if I, or paneling, I'm networking. I'm talking with other authors. I'm, you know, uh, talking, to, talking to heads. You know, all these cons have other cons there. I'm going and talking to them like, hey, what would you think if, about me being a guest at your con? Stuff like that. So I, yeah. I have to be on. I have to be. It is so much fun, but this is my part-time job, essentially. So I have to take it very seriously. If that was not the case... I would be. I would take. I would take our kiddo to Dragon Con because then I could share the load with my wife. It's just not fair on my wife for some, the enormity of Dragon Con to be like taking the kiddo to Dragon Con and you're going to have to do all the watching because because <laughs> Daddy has to work. Yeah, no, she would. She would give me the middle I mean, finger salute. <laughs> to be fair, if you. you if she took you and the daughter to her work, then you would have to watch the kid. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, this is, this is, no, this is, this is true, but it's one of those, it's, it's definitely, my wife is uh, the biggest Stargate nerd I know, and so if, if missing out on Scar- Stargate content got interfered with because yeah. I was not watching the kiddo, I would hear about it at length. Does anybody have any input on what they think? Age. How old are you, ma'am? Me? Yeah. Well, obviously, that's her age for coming to a con. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 28 is a good place to start. 28 is a good place to start. You've made yeah. it past the 27 Club. Yeah. Yeah. Con, which con? Was it this, this one? one? Yeah. This con. Yeah. I, you know, I, I saw, I've seen some kids just running around, like, last night. I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, hey, you know, because you... You really don't have much to worry about, and that's, that's a good. It's not really an aging as much as a safety yeah. range. I think we're all saying uh, the the kiddo the the con that I took our kiddo to for her first con, Ben, who's an author that we do a ton of events together. He actually brought his daughter 
and it was her first con as well. And they're close enough in age that they could kind of pal around. And so that was that was a cool experience as well. Like like y'all are doing like friends bringing kids together so the kids can kind of entertain themselves to a degree. Like that that actually worked out really well. Hey, it took me a while to realize what your shirt was. I love the shirt. The animal. My brother said six months is early enough to bring a kid. I have seen that at Dragon Con. People yeah. toting babies around. But then you, you take yourself out of doing Dragon Con to a certain point. I think what you need to think about is a treat convention like Dragon Con, like Disney. Yeah. If you're bringing the kids, you're doing group events. Everybody's cosplaying together. Everybody's yeah. It is a group. It is Disney. Yeah. It, it now's the time. While you have the infant, you do the cosplays that involve small children. Right. You know, like baby that. Yoda. <laughs> baby, baby Yoda. Yeah. 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 No, uh, that, that's a really good point. You know what's interesting about Disney mindset is, we live in Atlanta, so it's eight hours at least to Disney in Orlando, right? And so we know it's a long trip with the kids. We know it's a long days. We've been there as adults. And our Disney mindset, I didn't even think about the group thing. Our Disney mindset was when you're not afraid of Chuck E. Cheese, like the, the rat, the, the character, <laughs> then we can go because half of Disney is meeting the characters. And that got them to, I think, the first time we took our kids was five and six collectively. And it worked. It worked that way because you could then you go home when it got hot, when they got tired. You, you, that was our group thing. Is, okay, if you're tired and I'm not, we just go and we rest. Um, and that's a big, that's my biggest thing about DragonCon is I don't know how to rest at DragonCon. Well, right. you don't. Yeah. You know that Atlanta yeah. has a, a child care service that specializes. CPS. Yeah, I've met them. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thanks for the one laugh. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> really? I did not know that. So, okay. I'll, I'll be telling my friends about this. There, we're going to have to get that name. There's a child care service that will watch your kids at Dragon Con. Well, they're for another company, but yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Wow. I did not know that. All right. I bet they make bank. <laughs> Who wants to roll? One of three left. All right. I'm going to throw you both one at a time. I said both. Listen, kid. God, what is he, 13? <laughs> so we need one or three. Uh, four. Four and then something hit in the place. Four and a six. So four. <laughs> what about mm, that joke? No. <laughs> four. We're at four. Where I did four. We did four. So it's got to be. Well, we, got, we need one or three. three. Just there's a one. There's a one. <laughs> All right. Joe. What are you nerding out about, Joe? <laughs> Oh, so you put in here that you wanted to talk about what are we nerding out about as a parent? Yes. And so one of the things that my kids absolutely have been loving for the past year or so is Bluey. They absolutely love Bluey. That's I don't the greatest cartoon ever. Right? And, and it, is, it is one of the, it, it, no, not one of, it is the best kids show Okay, now I'll disagree with that. Yes. Right, cartoon, yeah. I'll give you. No, 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 no. It's the best kids Lazy show to watch as a parent. No, Lazy Town. No, I do. Lazy Town. I do really enjoy Lazy Town. Lazy Town, Lazy Town beats Bluey. If you say kids shows, in my opinion, but animated, yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> 
It's like yeah. a yeah. It's not always straight through, just like you're having a but it doesn't have the over-the-top chin of Lazy Town. <laughs> yes! The Wiggles! The Wiggles are so good. <laughs> Showed your age. Showed your age. And the best uh, part about Bluey is, is how relatable it is. Like, for instance, there's one episode where the mom and dad are both just crazy tired. They're laying down, like, the dad's laying down on the floor, and the mom is laying down on the couch, and the kids are like, we want to play. And the parents are like, okay, but I don't want to move, basically. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> see that clip. So, so they play... Daddy Mountain, where they're climbing all over the dad, and then the mom's like, now I'm a whale, but this whale likes chips and dip. Yeah. So go get me some <laughs> chips and dip. <laughs> and, and That's my kind of parenting. It is, it, you know, it's awesome. What makes it stand out, and the same with, with Lazy Town, and for different reasons, but no dumb adults, right? And there is some screaming in Bluey, but that seems to be the kid's trope. I love media. I was born to be in media. I do... I just talk all the time and do stuff. And so with my kids watching stuff, I'd watch it with them and we just have to change shows because they'd binge watch my kids have all grown up in the age of binge watching. And every five minutes, some kids is either screaming at the top of their lungs or an adult is being so idiotic, it's not even funny. So yes, Joe? You mentioned that our kids have grown up in the age of binge watching. I actually had a conversation a couple months back with a couple with my older two, my 11 and 9 year old, and I explained that when I was younger, if I didn't turn on the TV at this specific time on this day of the week, I would miss my episode and I wouldn't have any idea what what happened and I don't know when I would get to see the rerun. And they're like, "Well, couldn't you just stream it?" I'm like, "No, that's not how it worked back yeah. then. There was yeah. no streaming. If you missed it, you missed it." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it just it, it blew their mind. They just couldn't fathom <laughs> that world. You buried the audience said there's messages in bottles instead of cell phones. <laughs> I, I don't jump on this old millennial zennial whatever bandwagon, but mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, oh. I think your message in the bottle is the, the worm at the bottom of the tequila, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's Speaking a, that's my a, language. Those are messages. That, that is the equivalent of Snapchat. That message goes away after a while because you just don't remember it. That's the message, that's uh, the message that you drank too much? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Bob, what, being the new – well, yeah. I know you've been involved in life, but being yeah. a relatively new parent, what's your nerding out? Legos. I, my, my, I was huge on Legos as a kid. And then went off to college, and my mom rightly gave away all my Legos to a younger cousin who okay. uh, who uh, didn't have the opportunity and was really into it. And so I do not begrudge her that at all. I now do. I wish I had those Legos now. Yes, I do. Um, but I do not begrudge her. Um, but my kiddo has been big onto Legos for some years, and it was something I was kind of aware. You know, like I I bought many of these Legos, so yes, I'm aware she did them, but I didn't really get involved in the construction of them and. I didn't realize that how many sets they now have that are geared to adults for Legos. Oh, um, yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm now decorating my cubicle at work with uh, Lego succulents. Um, 
And, and so, did you say succubus or succulents? <laughs> succulents. Okay. Succulents. So um, not only fake plant, but plastic fake plant. Yeah. Gotcha. No. No. And uh, so I've been. It's been neat, kind of nerding out about Lego, and it's something that me and her are, have been able to kind of talk about. You know, um, you know, bemoaning how expensive they are. Uh, and you know how difficult a particular build might be and just things like that but it's been kind of neat it's we don't have a ton of things shockingly uh, a 38 a year old horror uh, writer and a uh, you know 13 year old uh, girl we don't have a ton of overlapping hobbies <laughs> um, so it's been neat to have one that is a hobby that we are both really enjoying and kind of exploring it together you had a comment about Legos. Oh, I was going to say that uh, I started geeking out about the fact that you can get art from castles that are these big Lego pieces. So you can yeah. have like some famous artist's piece. They're doing the Da Vinci sets coming out. Now. Yeah, they, they've got the the Great Wave of the Great Wave of Hakusa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a is a kit that you can build now, and, yeah. it, and that, I, I love that. And you can just decorate your cubicle with art. Yeah. That you made yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little meta, but I'm here for it. Yes. That, that's brilliant. See, my wife, she loves building Legos, so she will in, go out of her way to buy our kids Legos just so that she can build them, <laughs> and then they can play with them. But she, she, most of the time, they don't care that she's the one that's building them. But she's like, no, I, I'm going to build that. I'll, I'll get, I'll do it. I'll get to it. So the, our, I've got three kids, and I think my wife built six or seven. Lego sets after Christmas, uh, on Christmas Day or the day after, and yeah. 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 Did you actually see the joy on her face? Oh yeah, yeah. she was yeah. loving it, and and she, she had me go off to the side and play the Switch games with them that they got for Christmas so that they would stay away from her while she was building yeah. <laughs> Well, and my, my, uh, my wife is starting to get on, on the game. She uh, she bought, we were at Target and wandered by the clearance aisle, and they had, a, they had the uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy Lego set, and that's my, my wife's right in her wheelhouse of media she likes to consume. And she's like, oh, my God. And, like, I had to tell her, no, like, we, we work grown folk jobs so we can buy dumb stuff. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. No, like, we work hard, buy the thing. It's, oh, I just can't. No, like, do it. And that night, that was a date night for us. Um, we'd gone out to dinner, and then we had to go to Target and buy something. But we went home, and I started putting together Legos, at, and she was putting together Legos. We were just sitting at the dining room table, putting together Legos, just talking about how our week went. And it was really enjoyable. That, that sounds like a really good test for a girlfriend if you're trying to find out if she's wife material. Yeah. If she'll build Legos with you. Yeah. No. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, we're running short on time, and so we're going to skip the last segment. So I want to talk about uh, what, I'm, what I'm learning about is teaching my kids and then seeing them do things. And like I said, I. All of my kids' lives, I've done some kind of media. I hosted karaoke and trivia, and I take them with them, take them with me, so they and say, "Here's a mic. You've seen how I do it. Do things." And I, I've done this for a living, running audio and video. And I take them with me, and I put them to work. It's like, here's how you plug in a thing, plug in this. And one of my proudest moments was a few years ago, one of my regular gigs on Sundays is downtown Atlanta, and at the time we had to put up the lights, we had to put up everything, and my kids who were 10 and 11 at the time, knew it backwards and forwards. And some adult was trying to volunteer and they weren't, the adult wasn't listening. And I'm busy, you know, I'm, I run the show. So I'm like doing my thing. And I, I just told them, get out of the way, guys show how it's done. And 
the, they'll get so mad that I had an 11-year-old do it. It's like, but you literally took two lights and connected them together. So I'm going to let my 11-year-old run circles around you. And it wasn't the negative that I was proud of. is that my kids, without being told what to do, they could put that stuff up. So when they take something that you do and run with it, it's pretty amazing. Um, the last section usually is how do I, we, we explain things. But we're going to talk about uh, how do you find us. We're going to do that in a second. <laughs> but I do want to comment. I never thought in a million years doing this show of any level that Bluey would be the big, everybody in the audience, Bluey, 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 Bluey. You know, we're all adults. Maybe you should watch more Bluey then. <laughs> I, you know, what clips I've seen at the dentist's office, I am okay with. Uh, it seems to be a good show. You're still wrong. Lazy Town was better. Lazy yeah, Town I, I'm team was, Lazy was Town. better. Um, uh, sports candy, right? Just the simple concept of taking fruit and vegetables and showing kids it's sports candy and every puppet and every adult, everybody loves it. Just, just like Bluey, that has the same character as Bluey. It's real. It's fun. It's, it's, everything's positive about it. And I liked it. So, Bob, how can they find you? I am Tells by Bob pretty much anywhere on the internet you would think to find me. It's my website, my social medias. Um, and here at Chattercon, I am... I don't know. Roughly, if you were to drill through this floor, you'd probably fall on my table. <laughs> yeah, just um, about. yeah. So I have a. I have Every a, time they go to the bathroom, they can think of yeah. me. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I'm, okay, for I'm the right podcast, you have to explain why that's funny, Joe. <laughs> the upstairs bathroom is, uh, for men's room is out of order, and Bob's table is set up right next to the men's room downstairs. Yeah, I have a captive audience. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's pretty great. So you can find me there, and I'm doing uh, a panel tomorrow. But otherwise, I'm just going to be kicking around. Come by my table. Come talk to me. I'll, I'll talk to you about anything, and I'll hopefully sell you a book or two. I, I got you. I got or you. you I got you. Or you can stalk him because on his website, he has the different conventions he's going to be yeah. at. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be at a ton of conventions coming up this but year. But for, for this one, you need to go into the men's room. I take all the toilet paper out, and as people are like, wait, 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 you, you, wait, you need to talk to me about my book, and I'll give oh, you yeah. some toilet paper. Oh. For every minute, Ooh. I'll give you two more squares of toilet paper. Every minute you talk to me about my book. Yeah. You buy a book, you can take the roll. What was you it on? What? what was it on Friends? Do you have a Do you have a square to spare? <laughs> <laughs> I think you can buy Seinfeld. customized Seinfeld. toilet paper. Get, what's it say? Tails by, by Oh, no, no, no. That oh, takes on a whole new meaning. With <laughs> tail? Oh. That's the viral marketing we're all here for. <laughs> and you can, uh, you can find us. This is our show, Wise and Nerdy, where fatherhood meets fandom. We have an easy-to-read QR code, these cool little stickers you can take. Of course, we're wise and underscore N underscore nerdy everywhere that's out there. We do our show live Thursday nights. 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch and YouTube, and then the podcast comes out about a week later. It's on Spotify and everywhere you want to be. So we thank you all for coming out. We hope you come get some stickers, and tell whoever you need to tell Chattacon to have us back. It'll be awesome. Thank you. Thank you all. Follow these nerdy dads on social media. Charles at Rock God of Podcasting, Joe at Joe underscore hard, wiseandnerdy.com, and remember, they may not be your father, they may always be your dad.